village is full of uh, orphans and widows and children. Amidst all the, the beautiful surroundings, there is a very sad tale of pain and suffering and sorrow. And in the midst of it, the gospel is, uh, is doing its work. Hello and welcome to the Word in Action podcast from Bible League International. I'm your host, Michael Woolworth. This month, I'm joined by my colleague, Bobby, who shares the testimony of Pastor Jackaro from southern India in Central Asia. As his story unfolds, you'll learn quickly that Pastor Jackaro works tirelessly to serve others, many of whom are persecuted, materially poor, and in great need. He and his family point them to the hope of the gospel, and together they see God bringing amazing results in this part of the world. Well, on this episode today, we'll share the story of uh, Pastor uh, Jackaro. He's a 33-year-old pastor in India, and uh, Bobby, I understand that uh, he lives in a village that's dotted by uh, mango and tamarind and coconut trees, surrounded by uh, uh, palm plantations. I've got kind of a picture in my mind of what that looks like. Um, Give us an idea of where he lives. I understand it's a very, very hot climate. Um, tell us about his uh, his tribe, his people group, um, a little about his family. I know he has a very uh, godly wife, very godly parents, and then uh, the role that God has uh, called him to. Tell us about uh, this uh, wonderful man that uh, you've encountered uh, there in India. Yeah, Jakaro stays in in southern India in the, in a state called Andhra Pradesh. So he's located in a very very remote village, and when we visited his his village, it was unlike anything that. Uh, we had visited. I was traveling with uh, Abhinash and myself, so we had a wonderful time there. And uh, you know, the the village is very picturesque and very green, and it is mm-hmm. surrounded by mangoes and tamarinds and palm trees, and such a beautiful place that, uh, like, I wish I could spend more time there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jakra stays in in that little village, and it is completely cut off from the city. And he stays with his his wife and also his father and his mother. Mm. Yeah, talk about his people group, uh, you know, his tribe. His people group, uh, it's called Koya, the Koya tribal group. And uh, they are a very distinct uh, tribal group that is very special towards the southern part of India. And they are one of the indigenous tribes in India. And Mm. they have their own distinct uh, language. Uh, They just speak that language. They do not have a script. And they have their own, uh, uh, they're mostly animists. So they believe in uh, worshipping nature. And uh, since it is surrounded by such picturesque uh, surroundings, so they worship the trees. The, yeah. uh, they're mostly animists. So Chakra also is, it belongs to the, uh, the Koya tribal group. And, uh, he, and he's uh, the first Christian. Actually, his father is the first Christian in that people group. So that makes the testimony more impactful mm. that, uh, you know, he, he has laid the foundation of, of the gospel in that village. Before we get deep into uh, Jackaro's uh, ministry, t- talk about his father, uh, a man, uh, a pastor named Cornelius, who early on had, boy, this guy went through a lot, didn't he? He had spells cast on him, he had terrible health issues, but God brought him to saving faith. Talk about his father, a man by the name of Cornelius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cornelius is the name, the original name is Kanaya. And, uh, you know, after he came to know Jesus, he changed his name to Cornelius, which is a very traditional practice about uh, the Christians in, in rural India. And uh, his story is quite impactful. That is the uh, the beginning of uh, faith in Jakaro's life. And once he was tormented uh, by black, black magic is what he refers to. And uh, he had uh, one of the friends that uh, shared the gospel with him. 
and he referred to a pastor named Christidas, and that pastor, you know, spoke the gospel to him, and uh, he came to know that you know there is something about Jesus, and uh, mm. he was delivered. You know, to make this story short, he was delivered from the uh, the black magic, uh, which which mm. troubled him. He had uh, chest pain, and uh, you know, a lot of oppression. These people in the villages, they face so much of darkness. And so much of uh, you know the powers uh, of the dark world, you know that was uh, exactly what Cornelius's father was suffering from. He was tormented by the evil spirits, and he was suffering from uh, uh, terrible chest pain and you know health concerns. And being in this rural India, most of the time these uh, you know, the villages don't have access to medication or doctors. They have to rely upon the black magics and. Uh, uh, you know, those people. Mm. So it's how Cornelius, you know, that was the stepping point where he became a Christian uh, through one of the, an evangelist who shared the gospel. Yeah, today his uh, son, uh, Jackaro, um, is a pastor. But what did he do uh, before that role? What was uh, some of the other things that he did in his life before he became a pastor? He was a farmer like uh, everyone else in the village. Uh, he, mm. he was a farmer. He had uh, plantations. Uh, uh, they have a huge, huge land, and uh, they do. They get their income from uh, from sowing uh, the seeds and crop and harvesting uh, cashews and uh, different other produce. So that's how they they function. So he was a he's still a farmer, and uh, he functions as a pastor as well. His village, I understand, is filled with uh, widows and orphans, school dropouts. Uh, and uh, this pastor, uh, Jackaro, and his wife um, and their church, um, they minister to all these uh, people in need, don't they? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we were touched by uh, the surrounding uh, of the village because, uh, uh, as I mentioned, you know, the village is, is full of uh, orphans and widows and children. You know, we have all kinds of people, but uh, amidst all the uh, the beautiful surroundings, there is a very sad tale of pain and suffering and sorrow. And in the midst of it, the gospel is uh, is doing its work and touching people. And so Jakara, along with his wife, uh, Ashwini, who happened to be one of his uh, uh, Sunday school students, that's how he, uh, he fell in love with her and <laughs> she, they both were married. So that's a, a remarkable story, you know, they, they, how they met and how they equally are, uh, are doing the work of God so mightily. And uh, and they are ministering to everyone, be it adults and widows, orphans, children. And he is quite uh, fond of children. Mm. And uh, you know he's a very uh, funny person with the children, and uh, the children love him a lot. Yeah, you mentioned he has this special burden for kids. Um, his wife too, and uh, they cite Matthew eighteen fourteen. As I read the story, I, I picked this out says, our father is not willing that any of these little ones be lost. Now, typically they reach about 100 uh, children uh, in their village. But over the last 15 years, um, uh, Bobby, I read this, that uh, Jackaro's efforts have reached thousands of kids in tribal villages. He's trained others to become Sunday school teachers. And, of course, they, they gain wonderful results. Um, talk about the impact of uh, Jackaro, uh, you know, uh, reaching young people for Christ in India. How important is that today? Absolutely important because uh, uh, these youth, uh, the, the young population of this village, uh, the, the villages makes around uh, 500 or or a little over that, and this mm-hmm. is uh, distinct from the, the 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 urban setting that we have in that part of the land. 
So these uh, young people, they are, you know, most of them are school dropouts because they are not able to continue their studies uh, due to several reasons. They have a family to take care. Maybe they do not have enough income in the family. Someone is is dead. You know, there is one. Uh, there are many widows in this in this village mainly because uh, the husband has passed away due to some illness. Mm. There are no hos- hospitals. So, you know, there is a deep uh, need and these youth uh, from early on, they have to support life. Uh, they have to support uh, their family, the growing family, their younger siblings. So they are most of them are school dropouts and many of them are addicted to a lot of drugs and alcohol. Uh, so Chakra is ministering to uh, to young people, giving them a meaning of life, purpose in life. And uh, uh, along with his wife, Ashwini, they uh, minister both to youth, girls and boys, and uh, to children in particular. So the impact is, you know, I was quite impressed by how the family ministers to everyone in, in the in the villages. It's not just mm-hmm. to one particular group, but uh, youth and children and women. And if you look at any any of their meetings, most of them are women. And mm-hmm. there is a reason uh, uh, in these villages most of them are women is because uh, men men have to go to the to the city or to the uh to the villages uh, to work and provide for it while the women do the household work at home yeah you know this story has many uh, fascinating elements uh, like this one um jack around he played cricket as a child with two friends they maintained friendship over the years so both of these uh, friends are non-believers but today they're christians engaged in ministry talk about these two yeah, it was a very interesting story. These two two boys, when they were friends, Murli Dharan and Ramakrishnan, uh, both of them were friends. And as you know, in India, there is a saying that in in India, cricket is not just a sport; it is kind of a religion. And uh, you know that is uh, cricket is something that unites everyone, irrespective of religion and caste and everything. And uh, Jagram made use of this sport, and he's he's fond of cricket as everyone else hmm. and they used to play cricket and uh, today they are not just uh, uh, you know today, even today they play cricket but more than that they they lead Sunday school and they are in ministry which is a remarkable story and uh, that itself shows the impact of uh, friendship that uh, uh, Chakra developed over the years in the community and uh, and how it is impacting children so that's remarkable. Yeah, again, the story has many fascinating elements. You know, two women um, associated with Pastor Jack Arau became believers, but because church buildings aren't readily available, um, these two were baptized in a non-traditional place. Tell us about that experience. I know you about. I know you know about this story of these two women and uh, kind of the non-traditional uh, means by which they were baptized. You know, there's a video we have captured it. Uh, they were baptized in a very small. Uh, a construct in a in a, in a building uh, made of uh, cement. It is a just rectangular spot mm-hmm. where we had filled it with water, and that's where they got baptized. And uh, the reason is because there are no church buildings or any such constructions in the in the village where we can have a, a baptism service. And this was even far away from uh, from the village side, uh, where uh, you know you baptize them in rivers. And because of uh, so, such a situation where the a government had built, uh, you know, cemented houses. Uh, so we had to do this baptism in such a uh, very unique fashion, which is, by the way, uh, in India, most of the uh, baptisms happened in closed doors because of persecution. So this mm. is uh, one example of how we did uh, baptism. It was quite a unique experience, but uh, 
but a quite powerful one. Yeah, another element to this story of a Christian man who's a goat farmer. Um, Tell us uh, his name, his fascinating story of how God provided for him and how the gospel was shared in the midst of uh, this uh, situation. I love this. Right. His name is Chokum, and he's uh, one of the members, the believers in the churches uh, Chakram had pioneered and started. And his story is powerful that uh, uh, this is one of the testimonies why he came to Christ and how his faith in God developed is uh, once uh, some creature similar to a snake bit him uh, while he was in the field and it became infected and, uh, you know, anything would have happened to him. And the immediate response of Chokum was to get it to Jakara because uh, he knew that, you know, there was something special about Jakara and the God whom he serves. So he called Jakara and asked him to pray. So Jakara immediately responded and came and prayed for him. And he was healed. Uh, you know, there are no hospitals or doctors nearby. The only, you know, the only way you can uh, get healed is faith in God. So that's how Chokum was very much touched, touched by this testimony. And uh, he also cites many testimonies of how his goats used to die, and many of his goats used to die just inexplicably without any reason. Hmm. And uh, he he even asked Chakra to pray for it, and Chakra came and prayed. Uh, that these goats survive, and it did survive. It stopped dying uh, after prayer. So all these incidents kind of reinforced faith uh, in God. And while we were there in one of those Fridays, uh, Chokum, uh, he had uh, slaughtered a a goat, and he provided a sumptuous dinner for everyone. Mm. There were around around 200 church members. Mm. Everyone gathered, you know, a village meal like this. It's a, it's a great time of fellowship. And the beauty of that fellowship was uh, Chokum uh, testified about Jesus, about what God had done to him. And there was a gospel message preached in the village, uh, in his house, you know, in, extended in his, in his, uh, in his field. And hundreds of people came. That's, you know, I was, I was also part of that, uh, the gospel meeting. So that was a remarkable testimony. Yeah, I love that story. Um, this man we're talking about today, uh, Pastor uh, Jack Arrow, he has access to Bibles and programs and study materials from Bible League. And of course, that's why we're sharing his story, uh, listeners, to give you an intimate look into what God is doing, uh, even half a world away from us here in America, right, in the country of India. Um, undoubtedly, these uh, these uh, programs, uh, these uh, these ministry resources have helped him uh, in his ministry there in India, Yes. The people in uh, southern India, the, the Koya tribe, there are no uh, books or Bibles in their language. They rely upon the local language, which is Telugu. And uh, it is Bible League who has provided uh, the Bible to them. And even then, there are many people who do not know to read and write. So even the audio Bible comes handy to, to such people. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, the literature, the books, and especially the children's books is what we need at the moment, uh, Jakra was mentioning that we need books for children. And currently we have provided uh, Bibles and uh, uh, the discipleship books, Project Philip, to them, which with which they are very happy. Probably those are the only books that they own because even during schools, they, uh, they do not get books. So they regard the Bible and the books that we gave, you know, they treasure it and they read and they study God's word with all due diligence. So that's good. What else should we know uh, about uh, Jack Arau and uh, his ministry there in India? You know, when we look at the impact of the ministry uh, in uh, in that part of the village in India, 
uh, it touches every every person. And what I understand is he obeyed the call of God. And it is not just uh, uh, he he does more than uh, what he can do. And uh, you know he 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 mentions in his testimony that he is the only graduate in his village. You know, the rest of the graduates who were there in his village all migrated to city for jobs, but he stayed back mm. and his all his investment was towards the uh, towards the village and how he uh, how he communicates the gospel to uh, to everyone over there. It's remarkable. And despite the opposition and persecution around, you know, he he, he stays uh, quite immune to them. The village is like very connected and contained uh, within itself. And the impact that uh, Chakaram and his wife does, it is, it's remarkable. And, uh, you know, the children's lives are affected. Uh, they turn to the gospel and their parents turn to the gospel. And it, it's a, a community transformation that I can see through the ministry of Bible League uh, through Chakaram. Tell us two ways as we wrap up today. How, how can we pray for the ministry of uh, Pastor uh, Jackaro now that we know more about uh, him and his family, and then also the ministry of Bible League in India? How, how can we pray for uh, this? When I asked Jackaro about uh, during the interview, what should we pray for? He mentioned that he he wants uh, to reach more people. There are more people that are willing to come to the knowledge of Jesus, but there are a lot of uh, you know, setbacks and things that are pulling people from coming to the to the gospel. That there are persecution and challenges in the family. So he has asked to pray for uh, for strength and uh, you know the steadfast faith despite the persecution, despite the challenges that they will be able to stand firm mm-hmm. in faith. And uh, he has asked us to pray uh, for also the persecution which has affected almost all of India. But the, the good news is, despite the persecution, the gospel is advancing. So people has to be strong. The church has to be strong despite all the persecution that they remain steadfast and do not go back. Uh, that is what we should be praying for because the church is victorious and uh, testimonies that like these uh, inspire other, other people to come forward and to be uh, light and salt in this world. Those are helpful ways and very good reasons to pray for the work of Bible League International and our co-labor in the Lord, Pastor Jack Rowe. Bobby, thank you for sharing this wonderful story from Southern India today. Friends, thank you for listening and for supporting Bible League with your prayers and financial gifts. Will you follow Bible League on social media? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can sign up for our e-newsletter and verse of the day and learn more about becoming a monthly sower at BibleLeague.org. That's BibleLeague.org. And let us know how today's program impacted you. Email us at podcast at BibleLeague.org. For the Word in Action podcast, I'm Michael Woolworth. 